Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, Ryan here. The Somewhere in the Skies podcast is a labor of love every week. And with that comes many different costs to keep the show running. That's where our Patreon campaign comes in. You give what you think the show is worth. There's different rewards available all the time, including shoutouts on the show, early editions of main episodes, bonus episodes and content, and very soon, monthly patron hangouts, where we sit back and chat all things UFOs. So I hope you'll consider becoming a Patreon subscriber today. To learn more and to join, visit patreon.com slash somewhere skies. Thank you for your support and keep looking up. This is Somewhere in the Skies with Ryan Sprague. Hey Ryan, my name is Patrick, I'm 30 years old and I live in Germany. Thanks for letting me present my case here. Um, so, when I was either 16 or 17 in 2008 or 2009, um, I had a close encounter with a triangular UFO with my friend. This happened during our summer vacation. We spent a lot of time together in the village named Hude, H-U-D-E, in northern Germany. We often stayed up very late. One night, we decided to go for a walk. It was already after midnight and at this time there are hardly any people out in the area. We walked down a deserted two-lane country road on the bike path. We were surrounded by fields. Suddenly I noticed an object moving directly in our direction from the right above the field. I pointed this out to my buddy and we both stood spellbound to watch. It floated right over our heads across the street and very slowly without making any sound. It was dark, maybe black, and an um, equal-sided triangle that was clearly a solid object. You could see it very clearly. We only saw its underside, sadly. In each um, of the corners was a round, whitish light. There was also a round light in the center, in the middle, but it was kind of different. I can't remember the exact color of it. It didn't shine brightly. None of the lights did. The lights um, were dim as if not wanting to be noticed or blending us, who knows. Um, as an untrained observer, like I am, <laughs> um, I could be wrong, but it seemed to me that the, um, the UFO was flying so low that I could have thrown a rock at it. I wish um, I could remember the event more clearly, but it's been a long time. Details blur over time, you know. <laughs> sadly. I said, um, when we saw it, I said straight to my buddy that it must be a UFO, since I had seen similar objects before in the, um, the X-Files, the series. <laughs> it, um, yeah, I seemed to react a lot more to the sighting than my buddy did, strangely. Although I had a camera phone in my pocket, um, I didn't dare to took it out. On the one hand, I had the thought that the object might notice this and I might get into trouble, who knows. And on the other hand, um, I didn't want to miss a second with my own eyes. On the other side um, of the road, there was a row of trees and the field there was also higher overgrown, so we didn't follow the object any further and couldn't observe it um, from there anymore. Then, um, 
After it, we both got very scared and very quickly went back to my friend's house. Um, it was very scary to us. Actually, um, this wasn't my only UFO sighting in my life, a paranormal experience, really. However, um, I often only stick to this story when telling it, because otherwise it just seems all the more implausible. I um, saw this close encounter as a sign that my previous experiences weren't imaginary either. Who knows, right? However, the triangular UFO topped everything, especially because I hadn't seen it alone. Years later, I think late 2017 or early 2018, I um, reported this to the German UFO reporting office, IGAAP. They visited me at home in Berlin at the time and interviewed me twice for several hours and yeah, took their notes. I no longer have any contact with my buddy. However, when I um, met with him in 2018, he confirmed to me that we had indeed seen this um, UFO. But he doesn't seem to want to talk much about it himself. I um, don't know if he's not interested or if it, if it scares him. I don't know. I don't have any contact with him um, today. I'm neither a scientist nor a specialist, but um, seeing this object stimulated my imagination, whether it was classified human military uh, technology or non-human technology, just knowing that something like this can exist is um, such a big thing to me. Aliens, time travelers, beings from another dimension, even holograms, or at least an unexpected secret breakthrough, an earthly technology. Who knows? I think everything is possible. If a government really possesses uh, such technology and keeps it secret just to protect its own interests, it would be a crime against humanity, in my opinion, because it could change the entire world to the better, I think. But I suppose this is what <laughs> some call patriotism. Who knows? I mean, if it really is a national security issue for the country to keep alien-like or alien technology secret in order to be able to defend itself, if um, the worst comes to the worst, then the public will never, I think, never be officially, on a legally way, aware of their existence. It will always remain secret under the, under the pretense of national security. It would be nice if I wasn't right here. I think we will see. We will see. Such um, objects were sighted during the Belgian UFO wave of um, 1989 till 1992. Um, um, some may remember that. Um, even fighter jets were sent out. In addition, a photograph of such a UFO was taken um, at that time. The photographer claims today that he forged the photo and also explains how. However, specialists could not replicate this. I believe he was forced to lie and um, the picture is indeed real. Then this is the best shot of a UFO to date. So, Ryan, thank you. Thank you very much so much for giving me the opportunity to share my story on your podcast. If you have any questions, you know how to contact me. Hey Ryan, my name is Rich. I live in Erie, Pennsylvania, and I'm originally from Iowa. And I think I have a story about a triangle that you and your listeners might be interested in. Um, this story goes back to 1991 when I was a freshman in high school in Northwest Iowa. I lived in a really small town of about, you know, 12 to 14,000 people. And uh, because of that, usually the town surrounded itself around whatever was happening uh, with the, the high school. And the night that my sighting happened, it was a January or February night, and there was a basketball game that everybody came to, and they did because we had a really talented athlete, so it was uh, the thing to do in town. 
And um, as a result of so many people being in there, it, the field house got really, really hot. So I decided that I'd step outside from the game because I'm not really particularly interested in sports, but you know, I went. So I went outside to cool down and I walked across the parking lot to uh, the football field. And I stood out there for a while. I remember it was a really clear night. I mean, you could see all of the stars. And just about the time that I started to feel really cold because Northwest Iowa gets, you know, so terribly freezing up there. And I thought I would go back inside. There was not a sound, but I liken it to a sound, but it all of a sudden felt like there was a buzzing around me. Kind of like if you go on a walk in a city and you walk by a power station and you hear like that, zzz, that kind of thing. Well, again, I didn't hear it, but I felt it. And it felt like it was kind of coming down all around me. And so I looked up just kind of curious, like, what is this? And uh, no joke, above the football field um, was this triangle and it was a solid triangle. It was huge. Um, it was, uh, to my recollection, wider than the football field and I think probably longer, um, although it was an equidistance triangle. And it was just there. It was like just hovering above. And I remember it blocked out the stars and um, on each pinpoint, there was like this whitish blue or bluish white light, just solid, not blinking or anything like that. And as I registered, oh my God, like I'm, I'm seeing this, um, it, this sense of calm came over me, which I couldn't explain because, um, you know, it, it was a startling moment and yet I felt a kind of euphoria, you know, like this, everything is okay type of thing. And, uh, I also had a sense that it was so close to the ground that if I had a ball, like I could throw and hit it. Now I think that's probably an exaggeration, but you know, it was close enough. It was so low that it was uh, a bit overwhelming. And uh, at about the same time I'm registering all of this, it slowly starts to turn um, and it's doing what I think is going to do like a, a 360 and I can see the points of light moving. But I realized that as the, the triangle was slowly turning, it was getting smaller and you know, I, I realized, oh my goodness, it's actually picking up altitude. And before it could do a total 360 twist, it just went and it was away, just it completely disappeared uh, into the night sky. And I... I was just left dumbfounded. Um, and the interesting thing about it was while that feeling of um, euphoria and awe kind of lingered a bit, um, what, what came next was this feeling of don't really tell anybody. And not because I was ashamed or it would be weird. I mean, who knows how people would respond. Uh, but, you know, I just thought, no, this it kind of a feeling that said this isn't for people right now. I can't explain it beyond that. I didn't lose the memory, but it was always with me. I just didn't talk about it. Um, well, fast forward uh, to 1998 or 1999. I've gone through high school. I've gone through college. I'm now um, at doing my master's work in Western Michigan. And I lived and I worked in two different small towns. And one night as I was driving from where I lived to where I worked, I was listening to a talk show on the radio. And it was um, some kind of recounting of a, it was a local station and a recounting of, I, I believe it was a state trooper who had reported in seeing a huge black triangle over Western Michigan and that he followed it. I believe if I remember correctly, the um, FAA got involved in tracking it. And the weird thing about that triangle was that uh, while as, it sounded as big as what I saw, it disappeared either over or in Lake Michigan. And as I heard this on, you know, public radio being discussed, something just felt like it snapped and unlocked in me and said, oh my, you know, like that is exactly what I saw as a kid. And I also felt, um, this may sound strange to say it this way, but I felt like I could finally talk about it. You know, like, um, I, I kind of had evidence now that I had not, um, made this up in my mind, not that I ever thought that I did, uh, but it was somebody talking about experience that I had had. And I think part of that was, you know, growing up in the culture that we do, uh, we've always heard about whether in science fiction or on TV, like UFOs and flying saucers. And I, I admittedly, you know, I, I have interest in that and I've had interest in that most of my life. Um, but UFOs to me were like discs, right? So to see a triangle made zero sense to me in 1991. And maybe that was part of the hesitancy of saying anything about it until later. But when I heard uh, an officer and an FAA report on the radio talking about it seriously, I think I was just like, okay, I can talk about it as well. Um, you know, looking back on all of it, and I've had a couple of other experiences, gratefully with other people around in public, I don't think that triangle was a military craft. I, I just don't. Could I be wrong about that? I could. Uh, but it just seemed so otherworldly. And I think 
we're reaching a point in society where we are more willing, kind of broadly culturally, to ask the question, what would it mean if we were being visited by other uh, intelligent life forms uh, that are not human? And part of me just thinks that that night was at least a suggestion in the direction that it's true. Uh, my heart believes that it really is um, uh, anecdotal evidence uh, that it's true. I've gone on in my life to actually pursue a PhD in religion and ethics, not because of the triangle, but one of the things that I'm now studying and writing about um, are paranormal beliefs in North America uh, and how those are shaping uh, religious and ethical concepts. And so I'm hoping to share my triangle story in the new book that I'm writing. And and I uh, look forward to actually teaching your book uh, in a class at my university this fall. I hope all is well with you and all your listeners. And as we say now, keep looking up. I have to start this off by telling you that my wife, Marcia Dale, is the biggest X-Files, Unsolved Mystery, uh, alien freak that you've ever seen. As a matter of fact, I took her to Roswell a couple of years ago just because she's always wanted to go there. So we were we were hanging out. And this was about I don't know somewhere in the 2010s. Uh, my son-in-law Michael was just my daughter's boyfriend at the time, and uh, I'll get back to him in a minute. So they weren't there. It was me and some of my kids in, in Marsdale. We were hanging out and. Uh, at the time, my mom uh, was living right across the yard from us. Like, I had her house right next to our house. And uh, we were out there hanging out, and I I had gone the, to mom's house for some reason. And uh, as I was walking back from mom's house to our house, I just looked up, and uh, there was a giant black triangle in the sky. And uh, it was just kind of cruising slowly and silently over the house. And when I say a giant black triangle, I mean like it covered up most of the sky. And it didn't make a sound. And uh, I, to this day, could give a crap if anybody uh, believes it or not. but Because uh, I saw it. And I had been drinking, but I hadn't been drinking that much. So I knew that Marcia Dale, like it would, it would mean a lot to her to see it. So I hauled ass in the house and I got her up, uh, got her outside and it was gone. Like it was gone and she was so mad. I think she's still to this day mad at me. We'll, we'll hear from her. So now I told you about my son-in-law, Michael, him and, uh, Brittany, my daughter was on a date, uh, Michael and B-Knuckle finally showed back up at the house. And uh, Michael was sitting there all kind of quiet. And uh, I had not brought this up because, you know, we were still kind of, I was still kind of almost in shock at what I'd seen, but I hadn't brought it up. And Michael was sitting there all quiet. And then he's like, uh, he asked me if I believed in UFOs just out of the blue. And I was kind of like, what? And he, so he proceeded to tell me that as they were driving the back roads over here, that guess what? They saw a giant black triangle, triangle in the sky. And uh, he didn't really know what to think about it or do. And so then I told him that, well, it flew right here over the house because I saw it. And uh, so take it for what it is. Uh, that's my one and only UFO story. And uh, I call it a UFO because I feel like it was probably just some kind of a some kind of a jet. I've been in the Air Force for a long time, or I was in the Air Force for a long time, so there's nothing that we, uh, I don't, uh, I don't put anything beyond our capabilities, but I will tell you, it was a giant, black, silent triangle that I could make out, and it was kind of just, uh, the dusk, and, uh, it didn't make a sound, and it was huge, so... Take that for what it is, <laughs> and now let's hear Marcia Dale's side of the story. So I'm going to tell the tale about the triangle UFO, babe. What's your thoughts? That's bullcrap. <laughs> 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 I 
We were out sitting on the porch drinking. Of course, I had to go to the bathroom. I was going to the bathroom and Jimmy runs into the house. I was like, Marsha, Marsha, come out here. You gotta look at this. Of course, I was in the middle of going. And then when I go out there, it was damn gone. I was just like so disappointed. Be all right, baby. You'll see another one someday. <laughs> Whatever. You still love me? Yes, of course I still love you. Mwah. Mwah. Hey, what's up guys? Dennis here. I just wanted to share my story with you guys and hopefully someone out there resonates with my story and can share an experience that they had that is similar to what I'm you know, about to tell you guys. So basically this happened to me back in 2007. It was in the middle of summer. I was at Ice House Reservoir in California and it was me and my three friends. We drove up in my Toyota Prius up this little mountain and uh, up this mountain there was like this little lake up there and it was clear skies when we got there but it was in the middle of the night it was probably like midnight or something it was dark okay and there was one other person that was up there he was across the lake and you can see a campfire so there wasn't any other person that we knew that was up there besides my three friends and this other person and it was really quiet. It was really quiet. You can hear the heartbeat. The, the wind was calm. And it was just really quiet. You can hear a whisper. Basically, you can whisper and you can hear each other. And um, on this particular night, when my friends and I looked over the horizon, we saw a star. And, you know, that's common. Stars are common in the sky. But these stars were bright. Like they, like, almost like a planet bright. And... There was three of them that were visible, but one of them um, was brighter than the most. But we we stared at the star for some time, and my friends and I were like, "Hey, do you see this light or star moving in the sky? Like it was moving up and down and left and right. Like it was slowly moving at first. We just thought maybe it was a satellite, right? And all of a sudden, it just started shifting from left." to right like it was drifting like wasn't sure if it was a balloon but it wasn't a balloon or a blimp there's no way a blimp can move in you know in the fashion that it was and uh so we it wasn't a satellite there was no way it was satellite so about a minute later the light starts to go down behind the horizon like it disappears over the horizon so we lost sight of it but we're like hmm interesting what that was but about 10 seconds later, the light comes back. And this time, we noticed that it was coming towards us. This little light was coming towards us, like it was moving towards us. And it gave me this eerie sense of feeling like it knew we were there. Like someone knew we were there and it knew that we on the mountain were aware of its presence. So it kind of made my hair stand up as it started to fly towards us, I should say, I guess. And all of a sudden, as it gets closer from the horizon, like the far out there, like way out there, like on the edge of the horizon, we can see as it gets closer, it starts to like taking shape. And as it gets closer, we can we see the light disappear, and all of a sudden, this up in the up in the sky, this this shape takes place, and the shape was like a triangle, and it it gets close to us, like it starts to fly directly over us, like of all places, it flew, it flew right over us. It wasn't a bird, it wasn't a kite, it was like a fucking aircraft. But the funny thing is. I shouldn't even say this is funny. It was quiet. Like it just floated overhead. No sound. And just a red blinking light at the tail. Just to make it look like, oh, it's an aircraft. Really, you were a star that was like, who knows how many miles out, way on the edge of the horizon. Like maybe a hundred miles or so. And all of a sudden you fly over and you're like, oh, I'm quiet. There's no sound. So I thought that was really interesting. And um, we all looked at each other and we were like, uh, what the fuck did we just witness? And 
15 seconds later, something must have made a noise, like, for example, you know, the, on the freeway, there's like the metal guardrail to prevent you from falling off to the side or whatever. Well, sounded like someone took a rock and just threw it on it and just made this ripple noise. And we're like, we are not alone. So we got in the car and we left. So I, I think that after that night, after that experience, it made me believe that aliens are real. And after now that the government is coming out with, oh yeah, aliens are real. Um, yeah, they've been real. You guys just have been covering it up. So I thought that was a really strange experience that night just to, to see this aircraft shaped like a triangle. It was a black aircraft shaped like a triangle, had a red light near the bottom on the back there in the tail underneath, maybe three lights, I can't remember, but it was red. And it was triangle, it was black, and it just flew overhead, made no noise. Like, you know when a plane flies over, any aircraft flies over, you can hear it. We didn't hear anything. So, that was like one of those moments in life where I will never forget. My friends still to this day swear that what we saw was an alien aircraft, and I believe it was. And my friends still to this day can vividly explain in detail what they saw. So I was the only one who's seen it. We weren't drunk, we weren't high. Um, but another day, recently, probably like three years ago, here in Tacoma, Washington, I was with my best friend and we looked up in the sky. We so happened to see this green bright light, like a, like a flash, just like in just one concentrated air, just flash. We thought a transformer had blown. We thought maybe it was like static electricity in the sky, but nothing. Nobody reported anything. There wasn't any explosions. It was just a bright green flash. And it just, there was no noise. It was just a light. There was no way explaining it. There wasn't like, it was kind of hard to explain. Like if I didn't capture, if I captured a video, it would have been like, wow, great. But you know, it happened so quick. So me and my best friend were like, what the hell was that light? Like we looked up on the news. We tried to think of rational explanations of what it could have been. But you know what? I think it was aliens. I think they were traveling through, through the universe and they created this, like this light that was like so bright and it was green. It was a green light, like a, I'm not sure what kind of green, but it wasn't like a dark green. It was more like a light, light green, you know? And um, I thought it was a, a transformer that had blown and caused the uh, electricity to like uh, reflect in the sky or some shit, right? But that wasn't it. So there's a lot of occurrences in my life that I've noticed um, that are just unexplainable. And in particular, is that one that one night when I was at Ice, Ice House Reservoir. So, I've I've seen like military aircrafts that look like that that aircraft that I thought I saw that night in California Ice House. It was the same shape, same triangle, and I thought it was a military aircraft. But I was like, but aircrafts are supposed to produce noise, like they have propellers of some type, like either fuel or turbine or some type of energy source to move that aircraft and it's going to cause some type of noise right at least from my experience i've never heard of an airplane fly overhead dead silent unless it's gliding but that's what it sounded like <laughs> didn't sound but that's what it looked like it was just gliding gliding overhead a big triangle aircraft we couldn't see it was just a silhouette flying overhead and it made no noise i'm so freaked out so like we're gonna put this to rest. UFOs are real. There's no doubt about it. There's no conspiracy theories anymore. There's too many evidence that's coming up left and right. And this is coming from someone who's just a normal guy. Like, I'm, I haven't done my research. I haven't dug up any articles or anything. So if I'm saying it's real and the government's saying it's real, I've seen some shit. My friends see some shit. Other people see some shit. You probably see some shit. You're probably typing some shit as I'm talking. Like I said, and it's real, guys. I don't know what else to say. Keep your eyes in the sky. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. 
You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, Ryan. My name is Heather, and I live in the Dallas, Texas area. Thank you so much for considering me and allowing me to share my experiences with you and your listeners on Somewhere in the Skies. Before I moved to Texas back in 1997, I lived outside of Cleveland, Ohio. I'm from a small town about 45 minutes from Cleveland, but I lived close to downtown. That year, I had two UFO experiences. One, the first one, occurred in Runaway Bay, Jamaica. I had taken a short four-day, three-night weekend vacation 25 years ago today. I took a friend of mine who was in a branch of the U.S. military. It was a smaller resort about an hour from Ocho Rios. The first day, we met a British couple our age, so we piled around with them all weekend. On the second evening, we had something absolutely crazy happen to us. We found we had found a cove the night before on the edge of the resort, right on the beach that faced north. We could sit there and talk and laugh, and we didn't really have to worry about disturbing anyone. It was around 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. on that evening. It was a very clear sky, bright moon, an unimpeded view of the sea melding into the north horizon. It was gorgeous. Not being there for very long, we all noticed a very bright, very intense light coming from the point of the horizon where the water meets the sky. As it started to approach us, we all noticed that it was about 200 feet off the ground, which didn't really make any sense because it seemed too low to be an airplane. It also didn't display any international flight lights that all aircraft display. There was no flashing white, flashing green, or flashing red, which really kind of stuck out to my military friend. As it came closer, we all saw very clearly a black metallic large triangle with three white, what I would call recess type lights in each corner and a solid larger red light in the center. As it approached us and then went over us, we could see a waviness to the bottom of the object. I couldn't tell if it was a texture or if it was the heat coming off the object, but it just seemed really smooth and metallic, black, no rivets anywhere. It didn't seem like something that was manufactured by humans. And as we watched, the object flew over us and made no noise whatsoever. We all noticed at the same time that the low tide waves, the gentle waves lapping up onto the beach were louder than the object that was going over us. We all turned and watched it head to the, toward the foothills of the Blue Mountains, which were behind us. And I think we all thought it was going to fly off because we actually didn't stay turned around for very long watching it. When we all turned to face the ocean again, within a minute, there was another very intense white light coming from the same position as we saw the first one. And I think I was the one that said, I'm going to die if that is another one. And it was exactly the same thing as the first, black triangle, 200 feet off the ground, three white lights, a large center red one, both were very low within a minute of each other, taking the exact same path from the exact same position from the north horizon. They both passed us taking the same path in front of those mountains, not flying that quickly. We were shocked, freaked out, and no, we weren't smoking pot because we were in Jamaica. As the second joined with the first one in the position it was before we turned around, 
We all freaked out even more, stunned at what, what we were seeing. There are two triangles hovering in the background in front of these mountains. The British people were joking about Agent Mulder coming running across the beach. I guess the X-Files had just aired in the UK. These two triangles met up in the sky, which, which looked like inches from each other from a distance. They sat there hovering for what I would say was probably about 10 or 15 minutes and it didn't make any noise. Still, there's just in the background hovering in front of these mountains. There's no flashing lights. Nothing ever really changed except they were fully hovering and there was no way that we could tell that they should be hovering. And then bam, in a blink, like a shot out of a gun, one went to the right, one went to our left and boom, gone, gone forever. There was no sonic boom. It was as silent as it was when they approached us. We were all freaking out, yelling with the two strangers who just experienced the same thing that we did. Never had such a thing happen like this before. I think we were all completely shocked. Two soundless, black triangle looking, very UFO-y looking objects that just flew over us and hovered in the background and then in a blink were gone. What I know now about said objects, I didn't find out until probably about 2002 after seeing a History Channel show about black triangle UFOs. These objects before us came from probably the Cuban airspace. They were flying south toward Jamaica as we stood on a Jamaican beach. I have to assume since Cuba was to our north that it passed over the ocean into a foreign territory. So I'm not sure back then what the USA was up to or if this was US black ops. They certainly look different than the ones I have found more recently, videos, pics, anything on the internet in modern times. I was not a computer person. I didn't know anyone that had a computer back in 1997. It was expensive. There weren't a lot of websites. So it wasn't anything I really got into. So there weren't any type of Google searches or ways I could figure out what had just happened to us. The world's internet was not at my fingertips and neither was the world's information. My second experience happened September of 1997. I was dating a guy from a small town called Worcester, Ohio. I lived about an hour away, so I would have to stay over with him when I came out to hang out with him so I didn't have to travel back through the dark, through Amish country on these small windy roads. So that evening we had watched movies, went to bed. I don't think it was very late. And in the middle of the night, the scariest thing that has ever happened to me took place. I can remember vividly, and I don't know if this has anything to do with it, the exact dream I was having before I awoke. I was dressed in Victorian clothing, a white frilly dress, sitting in the back of an open carriage. And what I know now was more than likely St. James Park in London. I've been there in more recent years. As I rode along in a horse-drawn carriage, a man dressed very smartly atop a, a big black horse with a top hat and ha tails on approached us as our carriage slowed. He tipped his hat and started to say something. And then I woke up to the biggest nightmare of my life. I was absolutely terrified, trying to gasp, grasp what was happening, being blinded by a very intense, very sterile, what I call white-blue light. It filled every inch of the room. The outer areas of the room had a blue tinge, but the center of the room was so bright I could see every detail. Finding myself, I was flipped on my back and not the way I'd fallen asleep. This guy had a very crappy mattress that only sat on a box spring. The mattress sat on the floor with no frame, and the mattress also had this awful gully in the middle of it that made you roll into it even if you were on your back. So you always had to sleep on your side, which was my left. When my eyes finally focused, I saw three beings in the room, and then I discovered that I was completely paralyzed. And I was trying to fight, to move, and or scream, and I couldn't do anything. And it felt like I was in a fight for my life. Nothing was working. It was like I was trying to keep my eyes open, but they were being forced shut. There were, there were two beings at the foot of the bed with what I would call two gray aliens. They seem to be smaller, so I have to assume that there's different species out there. 
In horror, I watched as the smaller one in front of me raised his left hand and extended three very long, skeleton-like, very thin fingers as I struggled to access the rest of the room. I saw a larger one, a couple inches taller than the doorknob, standing in the open doorway of the bedroom. His very defined shadow of his very thin body and this huge, enormous head that shadow washed onto the wall of now what was lit with the white blue light, but the edges of the hallway I could see were pitch blackness. Blackness was filling every corner outside of that small area of the wall. I saw his head turn left and then turn right, and he's proceeded down the right out of view down the hallway. I laid there struggling, sweating profusely, crying hot messy tears trying to watch what was happening seeing my ex laying to my right motionless on his right side i could hear and feel this humming that filled the room and my rapid heartbeat in my ears i finally thought i'm being distracted by all of this by what is happening visually so i just let my eyes close and i tried to focus in on some part of my body so i focused in on my right hand which was paralyzed laying next to me on the bed. If I, cut, if I can move a finger, I kept thinking, maybe that'll help. I need to see if I can reach out and touch my boyfriend. I could see the picture of my hand and my head perfectly and was willing it to move and nothing was working. And finally, in what seemed to be hours of struggling, covered in hot, sticky sweat, which was probably only a few minutes. I finally was able to move the pinky on my right hand a millimeter. And suddenly, just like that, it all stopped. Like it was all sucked out of the window. Boom, it was gone. No more light, no more figures, no more humming noises. I could feel I was totally free, so I rolled onto my left side facing the wall. I was completely sobbing uncontrollably when I heard three voices which I've tried to imagine how I would tell this story because it doesn't make any sense to me. And forever I kept thinking that I only heard it in my left ear, but my left ear was down on the mattress. So it didn't seem like that was possible. But then I remembered I had this sensation in the front left lobe of my head that I can still kind of imagine when I think about it. I know now that this was something telepathic. I heard a language I have never heard before and an octave too high for humans. I had I heard words being said that I didn't understand until I heard simultaneously the English translation said in the same octave by the same three voices. We will be back for you. I laid there in the fetal position too scared to move. I sobbed for what seemed like hours. I was too scared to wake up my boyfriend. I was so afraid that he would not believe me, throw me out, or even call me crazy. So I laid there trying to figure out what just happened to me, knowing that I was wide awake this entire time. I tried to process everything, catalog cataloging every moment. Every detail as I laid shaking was going through my head sobbing as quietly as I could for what seemed like hours. I was trying so hard not to wake him up until I watched Dawn filter through the very same window, awakening this gray Ohio morning. Feeling very comforted that at least it was daylight and this event was over, I finally couldn't lay there any longer. He's still sleeping to my right, so I wiggled off the edge of the bed, walked through the apartment, which is really weird knowing that some creature just walked these same steps that I'm taking. I found the front door and both locks were still locked. Both things were in the locked position. I went outside in his ratty concert t-shirt and boxer shorts. I peered around the corner to the right of the house. There was an abandoned factory with an empty parking lot. That was the side that the house of the house that the light had gone through the window. There were no marks, there were no street lights, nothing was there. I don't know what I expected to find and still too scared to go inspect it closer. So I sat down on his front yard and sobbed like a crazy person, hoping it was way too early for any of the neighbors to see me. It was, I was sitting on dewy grass as this light mist came from the morning all over me. 
Never have I done anything like this before, but it was like I needed to see outside. I didn't want to wake him, as weird as that sounds. This was a new relationship. I liked this guy. Plus, in a weird way, the ground felt kind of grounding to me. I don't think I was taken, and maybe they weren't even there for me. I don't know. I remember the very next day as I went to leave, in his very messy bachelor pad apartment, I saw a book sitting on a chair in the corner that I had never noticed before be being over at his place. It was called Communion. I didn't even know what that was. I had never even heard of it, but the illustration sent ice cold chills up my spine. I asked him motioning to the book, is this your book? Have you read this book? He said, yeah, you should read it. It's a great book. Hoping he would say something, like you'll never believe what has happened to me, which he didn't, but what he said has always stuck with me since that moment. As I motioned to the book with, I'm sure, a very shocked look on my face, I said, has anything weird ever happened here before? And then he said, you wouldn't be the first person to tell me something weird has happened here. I was totally silent, wanted to laugh, but wanted to cry, and I didn't even know what to say, so I left. Then my third experience happened way more recently. I had moved to Texas in 1998 and I live uh, in the Dallas area since about 12 years ago. I had yet another experience, but this one was in my backyard. This is like number three. My husband and I had been planting bulbs in our flower beds all day. And I remember the day because it was Sunday, October 23rd, 2016 around 6 p.m. It was the last day of the Texas State Fair. So we had just finished a very long day of working really hard in the yard and we were going to hang out in our backyard with our dogs when I heard my husband say, look at that weird drone over the neighbor's house, which took me a few seconds to even understand what he was saying. And then he's kind of pointing and looking toward the neighbor's pecan tree. So I was moving around in my yard to try to peer around this very tall, 100-year-old pecan tree in their backyard, and then I saw it. There was a large, metallic gray, very dark gray, what I would call shield-shaped craft, hovering above my neighbor's backyard. I watched it freaking out as it slowly moved from their yard into my yard over my husband and I, to then slowly moving over to our roof. It slowly pivoted when it got to our roof and it showed a curved space in the back of the craft. The area suddenly lit up red and then fanned back and forth like Kit from Knight Rider. It was segmented. It was a segmented light that moved from each position left to right, lighting each one up red until it was solid red all the way to the right. And then it would start back over to the left and continue the sequence. I started screaming to my husband, what is that? What that is that? That is not a drone. What are you talking about? That is not a drone. Oh my God, it's recording us. From the front, it looked like a very small version of the stealth bomber until it pivoted. My brain couldn't really make out what shape it was except for shield shape because that's the only thing I could make sense of, which I still have never found to this day on the web. No sound, no propellers, probably about 50 or 75 feet off the ground. If it's a drone, that's fine. Just a little creepy, someone in the, the neighborhoods recording people in their backyards. Just would like to know what it was. My husband and I watched as it slowly moved from the neighbor's giant pecan tree across the backyard to our house, which seemed like it only took maybe a minute. It was moving so slowly. And then it, when it moved over our roof line, it seemed like it barely cleared our second story home roof line. It smoked, I guess you would call it glided. I don't know what the best word would be, but it went out of view on the top of my house. And the house is so long and narrow, but it's a large house that it had to go over several peaks of the roof. So I thought I'll get a much better view if I run to the front yard. So I booked it running as fast as I could to the front yard, which is probably about 50, 60 feet from the back to the front. I was expecting to see it better from up there, but when I got up there, to my surprise, it was not there at all. I looked around quickly and then turned toward the street, and I'm still not seeing it anywhere. I even thought maybe it hadn't even gotten to the front yard or it went back to the back. I wasn't really quite sure. 
didn't have a phone to be able to text my husband where it was. And then I happened to look down the side road beside us. And about a half mile down the road, I saw it. I saw it move slowly directly north of us. And I watched it for about 20 minutes from the front yard. And it just became this black dot on the horizon, backlit by a big developing storm that was light gray that was moving in. I saw it bounce once and then it shot straight up in the air and was gone forever. I observed air traffic above it and below it that I'm assuming were landing planes going into DFW airport. I even called the non-emergency number of the police hoping that someone had called it in. They hadn't heard a word. I called all three local TV stations, two of which acted like I was a complete nutter. One was nice enough to say, hey, if you hold, I'll call the airports. He came back about 10 or 15 minutes later and said, well, neither DFW or Love Field showed anything on radar and haven't had any calls, but that's a really weird story. And I was like, you have no idea how weird it was. It made no noise when we saw it. There were no propellers. I didn't tell this guy that. My second experience, I have tried to block out of my memory for almost 25 years, but I can't. I think about it, I dream about it, I dream that I'm being sucked up in the air by my back, floating face down, arms extended, hands extended, screaming for my friends to help me as they stare at me near the ceiling. I have tried to research this experience as much as I possibly can. I have tried to forget about it. I've tried to make excuses for it, but I know I was wide awake. I know what I saw, I know what I felt, and I know what I heard. Until recently, I never told a soul, not even my ex, not even my husband now, know the details. It just felt ridiculous. I thought no one would even believe me. With my ex, he just we had just started dating when this occurred. I'm hoping sharing my story will help others out there. I also hope maybe my night terrors will end. And most of all, I also hope that maybe one day, the more people share their experiences like this, We maybe one day will know what has happened to all of us. And the biggest one for me personally, maybe the day will come that I no longer fear the night. Thank you so much, Ryan, for allowing me to share my experiences. I truly appreciate you considering me for somewhere in the skies. And I really hope this will help other people who are dealing with the same things. Thanks so much. Somewhere in the Skies is produced by Third Kind Productions in association with the Entertainment One Podcast Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.